Okay, welcome back to episode 26 of The Elevated Life, where we're, we're continuing where we just left off from the previous episode. We're talking about pain with Terry Tillert, PhD. We're talking about uh, the causes of pain, the misconceptions of pain, the medications for pain, and um, how you can really begin to resolve pain the way the right way so that it can go away for you. Hi, Terry. Welcome back. Ah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. So should I pick up where we left off last Definitely. one? Definitely, yes. Okay. Well, you know, in the last episode, we, we were talking about body abusers. And I, and I love that every time I'm, you know, I'm talking to people about this and I use my parents as an example, you know, and they would say, well, listen, you know, we've made enormous amounts of changes over the years since you've been teaching us, you know, and we eat so much better than our friends and blah, yeah. And I always say, like, could you possibly set the standard any lower? I mean, yeah, that's great. You know, it's to get it to get well. it. Yeah. And to get a disease label to begin with is like, that's like the official, yes, you officially joining the ranks of professional body abusers yeah. um, because yeah. you've got to become a professional body abuser to get a disease label just about on almost all levels. So you join this, this, the ranks of the professional body abusers and then you're using this super low standard that they set to say, well, I'm eating pretty good. Why is it they can get away with eating blah, blah, blah? Don't worry. Their time will come and don't worry about them. Worry about you. <laughs> you can't eat inflammatory foods all the time and not expect problems. You can't eat things that you are allergic to and not expect problems. And by allergic, let me broaden the definition for people. Yeah. I'm not talking about I want to I'm on a um I want I want to mention with that when you're saying allergic people usually don't understand what that really means when it comes to food because most people have certain sensitivities to foods they don't even realize because they don't manifest as immediate symptoms. And I always say it's almost impossible to be allergic to real nutrients. That's what I always say. It's almost impossible to to be allergic to real pure nutrients um, on their own. Yeah, like these these allergy tests are complete garbage. I mean, to me, it's throw them all out. I don't give a shit. If it was your uh, naturopath or whoever you think you're seeing, it's a functional yeah. or an integrative doctor. If they believe in this nonsense of these traditional allergy tests, like fire them quick. Um, because these, these tests, I don't hold any stock in. They produce absolute weird, bogus garbage. Yeah. I recently talked to a couple people who had cancer. Next thing you know, they're going to see a, a naturopath of some kind locally and sending them off to test to see if they're allergic to wheat. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean <laughs> how could you waste someone's right. money and, and be so stupid? Oh, so frustrating, isn't it? It's like, oh. it's like I'm going to give you a test. Let's see if you're allergic to dairy. And let's see if you're allergic to sugar and let's see if you're allergic to wheat. Let's just see after, let's spend $3,000 to see. To see if you're allergic to toxic to known toxic substances yeah. that don't belong in the human frame. I mean, it's, and then some of these tests come back and say, oh, you're allergic not to strawberries and zucchini. Not allergic. Not allergic to wheat or, or dairy, but you, you better watch out for strawberries and zucchini. Yes, <laughs> I come know, on. I know. On well, what planet? Terry, I have to say, because that's so funny. I mean, it might not be funny to people listening, but it's, right. I mean, it's, it's like sad funny. Yeah. But 
the ALCAT test is, a, is an infamous test. You, are you familiar with the ALCAT test? Yeah, I am. I am. So I used to be such a big believer of that test, Terry, because I literally, when I first learned about it, it just sounded, it sounded like a dream come true for somebody like me to be able to offer that test to my clients sure. and really get to the bottom since, I, since everything I do is nutrition. And what I quickly found after people unfortunately spend thousands of dollars on this test sometimes like their least expensive test is like six six hundred and fifty dollars ouch um the the terrible thing was is i would get all these results back and i'd be like wait a minute why are you saying they're not allergic to wheat but they're really severely uh and they don't like to use the word allergic they'll say um an immune reaction and they'll rate it from green yeah, I'm just saying this for the audience. So they'll give you a chart and they'll rate it from a green, yellow, orange, or red category. And, and anything in the red is causing a severe inflammatory response every time you eat it, supposedly. And then anything in the green column is not causing that a bad reaction at all. It's, it's fine for your body. So I would get these results, Terry. They would make your head spin. I, sh I should send you some one day, someday. And I just couldn't believe the inconsistency. So I would be working with somebody where I knew what was causing the problem food wise, because I, I also would know that the minute we would take those foods out, I like, I shouldn't call them foods, fake foods. The minute we would take those fake foods out, they would instantly always a hundred percent of the time start to feel better. So, but then they, they would take this test and the test would say, no, you could eat all the dairy and wheat and sugar you want you're not reacting to that so it would it would give people such permission permission and also very confusing messages where i'm trying to teach healing through eating nutrients and real food and this test would go and tell everybody no it's totally fine go ahead and have all the wheat you want and eat all the eat all the you know whatever eat all the fructose you want and that, just yeah so that was that's those tests are garbage also because blood is is and this is a main thing blood is always changing our blood is always in in a different state like you could test your blood at eight in the morning uh for certain things and at eight at night you're going to have totally different results because that's the way blood tests work well, you know, I mean, so many, so many variables come into play yeah. and the message I want to leave people with is like, if you've got inflammation, you've got all these problems, how can you not look at your fork and wonder if the problem started there Yeah. and, and stop comparing yourself to low standards? Like, well, I know this person, they eat this and I should be able to eat a little bit of this and I should be, yeah, yes, it's true. You should be able to get away with a little bit of everything. But when your body is really inflamed and mad and you're having all these problems, you probably can't get away with anything. So just stay away from all of the bad foods. Right. It's like I use, I use the, the analogy of this. It's like if, if you fell off the motorbike and you had all this, you know, like road rash scarring, you'd be so sensitive on your skin that if I just touched it with a cat hair, you'd, you'd, you'd want to jump and scream. Like your body on yeah. the inside sometimes to certain foods is exactly like that. And you're saying, well, I only ate a little bit of this. Yes, but you put the cat hair on the scab and this is the result that you're going to get. Like processed foods and uh, you know, artificial foods and known allergenic foods. Like if you're not sure what we're talking about, just go to Google and type in common 
food allergies. Like, and start there. Like, that's always my lesson to people. Like, when, you know, if we're not in a consult and they're chatting with me or, you know, whatever, we're having a quick chat and they're saying, I've got all these problems. I'm like, have you eliminated all common food allergens just to see what happens and see if things improve from there? Like, what's yeah. the common food allergens? If you don't know, then you're probably eating them for starters. Secondly, go on Google and type in those terms and start there and, and look at the foods. Look at your labels. What other foods are you eating that have all this stuff hidden in it? <laughs> and not only that, um, interesting about food reactions, which I believe everybody, every, you know, as a human being, it's hard to not have food reactions to at least something because we just evolve with different genetic mutations to be able to work better with certain foods. I, I do believe that. And, but yet at the same time, uh, food reactions can be very delayed. So somebody will say, you know, it's funny. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I felt fine. I don't know what the problem is. And, uh, and then I'll say, well, you may have felt fine in the moment, but three days later when you all of a sudden had um, the flu or you all of a sudden came down with some sort of stomach bug, that's not coincidental. Those are, those are, delay those are delayed food reactions that are contributing to why you just got sick. I mean, that's, that's what I, I really believe it's uh, their immune. They, when your immune system is on high alert because of what you're eating, you you'll come down with quote unquote colds and flus and sinus infections and, and headaches or stomach problems. And you'll chalk it up to some sort of bug, but really it's down to every single thing you're eating. I mean, I can't stand when people, even people who've been following me for years, I swear they liked my posts last week where I talk about the idea that you don't catch the flu and you don't catch yeah. these colds and like some yeah. commie bug thing. And then next week they're on their Facebook page saying, I think I came down with the flu. I caught yeah. the, the commie bug. I caught the, get it's out, out of, of here. My control. It was all the, out of my control. All out of your control. Then why can't you catch my health? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I never get sick. Well, how would you explain some people never get sick? Why, why is it that I could go and play in, in a classroom with hundreds of snot nosed kids and come home just fine? Why yeah. is that? Why like I could I do it a thousand times over again and it'll be just fine every time. So yeah. explain that to me. And why can you go on a plane and everybody's sneezing and coughing and the, and then how many people do you know, Terry, they get off the plane and they'll say, I was on this plane, everybody's coughing and sneezing and now I have the flu. It was because those people behind me, and I just have to just I, you know, I just I just want to rip my hair out, but I, I don't say anything. I just say, yeah, you're right. You caught the flu. It's 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 all out of your control. You're totally right. I'll acknowledge that there's some serious air quality problems when it comes to planes sometimes. Oh, for but that's, sure. But that's a, that's chemi that's chemicals like that. That's chemicals that they're doubt. cleaning with. Chemicals that are coming out of the engine it has nothing to do with the guy sitting behind you sneezing. <laughs> yeah, and I I actually do feel bad for the people that live on planes like the 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 crews and stuff. But let's get back to pain. So I brought up on my screen you know, a, f a few things about drugs, because this is something I always discuss with my clients, which is they don't realize that the pain relievers, quote unquote relievers, are actually the very things causing and contributing to their chronic pain. Why? Because chronic pain is caused by inflammation. What causes inflammation? 
chronic nutritional deficiencies and cellular toxicity. What adds to toxicity? Over-the-counter or prescription drugs because they're chemicals. So this is one of the really, this is really hard pill, uh, no pun intended, for people to swallow <laughs> when, it, when it comes to understanding pain. It's very hard for them to really wrap their head around this concept that pain medication actually causes and prolongs pain and very often their original reason for having pain would have long resolved a long time ago had they not been on long-term pain medication so uh, you can you see my screen right now i can you know and i love what you're saying because i mean i did a blog on this like uh, i don't know it wasn't that long ago i did a blog showing how morphine prolonged pain i also did a video showing how pain drugs can prolong pain okay and great not not yeah. only not only do the do the drugs contribute to the toxicity of the system um, and, you know, clog up the liver and all this stuff. But the body also utilizes valuable nutrients trying to eliminate that poison. That's right. That is make the deficiencies worse. You should say that again. This is why, and please say that again, because this is why exactly why chronic nutrition or deficiencies in cellular toxicity cause everyone's problems because your body literally eats up nutrients trying to get rid of stuff. So can you say that again, Terry? Yeah, that. your body is using your valuable nutrients to try and eliminate this poison. Yeah. Like, so you put a poison into your body, something that you have no cell receptor sites for. And this, this goes right back to all these unnatural That's foods. very good. By, no, by, there's no cell receptor sites for poison. Yeah. The, no the cells, are. cells were not designed to absorb poison. Not at all. Right. No, no cellular receptor sites for these things. And there's a whole body of science called cell receptor site physiology, whatever. I used to do this little uh, Lego exercise on the stage with people to say, see, this block fits in here and this one doesn't. Okay, That's well, right. like, like apples and bananas and all that, they all fit in the blocks. There's a, there's a receptor site for these things. There's none for the poison. If the chemist can get the drug to hijack into one of those, it still recognizes an unnatural substance. Like That's right. That's exactly what they try to do is they're manipulating the right. drugs can be received by the cells, but they're not, there are no natural receptor sites for those. Okay, very good. Like if you study, if you study quantum physics, if you study uh, like kinesiology and stuff like that, your body already knows it's a poison before you put it in your damn mouth. I could strength test you. I could test your balance just from you holding the damn thing. And I do lots of these onstage exercises with people with cell phones and weird things to show them. Your body already knows it's poison before you put it in your mouth. So yeah. the moment you put it in your mouth, your body's going to devote precious resources to try and get rid of this poison. Yeah. And so I, I'm broken. Fascinating? It's fascinating. And so your body knows it's poison even before it goes in your mouth. Totally does. And wow. so, you're, so because there's no cell, cell site receptors, the moment you put it in your body, the body has to mobilize all these resources to try and get rid of the poison you put in. And I'm the broken record for always saying there's only one outcome to poison. That's why it's classified as a poison. It's already been tested and documented to be a poison. That's why it's a pharmaceutical. The definition of pharmaceuticals is controlled poison. That is the definition of it. So yeah. you're taking these poisons and expecting that they're not going to create more inflammation. Like, I don't care if they're called anti-inflammatory drugs. Eventually, their outcome is to create. They may trick the body in the short term, but eventually they're going to create more 
inflammation. They pr morphine prolongs pain. These drugs cause more problems. They, the deficiencies that, that you've been talking about, Noel, they, they, they're going to get worse and worse and worse when you take the drugs. Like, so let's just suppose your body uses zinc as, a, as an example. Your body uses zinc to get rid of uh, these drugs. It's, you know, because the liver and the zinc are tied. Let's just make an example here. And all of a sudden, now you're taking these drugs constantly. And it's a, party, a part of your problem, not only, a part of your problem may have been a zinc deficiency to begin with. And now you're taking things that deplete more and more and more zinc out of your body. And then you're wondering why you stay in this loop. Yeah. I mean, it's fin Let's. I'm going to read something here. Um, Perfect. So, you know, I'm reading from an article actually written by a doctor. I don't know this particular doctor. It's just an article that was online on a medical web website. On a on a medical website and it says uh you know uh imagine imagine living in pain for years only to find out that one of your medications is actually the reason that you are in pain i mean this sounds like it came right out of my mouth this is what i say all the time um so unfortunately some commonly used drugs actually cause pain even the ones available over the counter so um, so for example, that one of the examples given is caffeine containing medications, which many, many, many people take when it comes to migraines and headaches, uh, like Excedrin, Midol, and Anacin. Um, if you experience, if you experience headaches and you also use caffeine containing medications more than two or three times a week, your headaches actually might be caused by the over-the-counter medications. This person writing this, this doctor is being polite by saying might. I would say definitely uh, these, dog, these drugs can cause what they're called rebound headaches because the brain screams for more when the effects of the drug wears off. And this is the common denominator with all pharmaceutical medications. The scientists that create these and uh, formulate these drugs, they know exactly what areas of the brain these drugs are triggering. And because they know the exact areas of the brain these drugs are triggering, aka stomach brain, they also know that they will create an addict out of you in a very short amount of time. I, I, I know that is why uh, that's how drugs get approved faster or not at all. I mean, the drug either gets approved quickly or relatively quickly or doesn't get approved and is based on how quickly it will get you addicted and coming back as a repeat customer. So this is exactly what happens. Again, this doctor's writing it very politely, probably for uh, legal reasons, but these drugs cause rebound headaches because the brain screams for more, AKA becomes addicted. And the minute the drug wears off, just like a heroin addict will uh, start craving heroin the minute heroin wears off. And so what happens when the, the drug wears off is um, your body actually, the pain receptors are, the pain receptor sites are lit up. So there, the, the body goes into pain mode, even though there's not a real, technically a real cause of the pain other than the actual medication. Does that make sense? Did I, did I say that? Was that confusing the way I explained that? No, it, it makes perfect sense. Like, do people really think that they're making these drugs just to fix you or cure you? Or I hate that word, but to fix you or cure you and get you off? No, the money's on the comeback. I mean, why does the drug dealer on the street always give you a free sample of things? Because the money's on the comeback. They, they don't want you getting well. So, of course, yeah. they're going to design drugs that keep you sick and needing them. Yes.
And, and so the same goes for these caffeine. They used Excedrin, which is an um, aspirin-based, and they used Midol, Anacin. Now, they also gave other examples in this article as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, which are called NSAIDs, N-S-A-I-D, uh, like ibuprofen, Advil, and Aleve. Now, I these are very popular for most people. I, I think these are the drugs of choice for many people. I mean, think about the how many women's purses will spill out with one of these, if not all three. And I don't mean just women, men too. I think of women though because of, again, I think of headaches and migraines and menstrual problems and all that stuff. Yeah. But these over-the-counter anti-inflammatory medications also cause pain and usually in the form of stomach pain. Now, um, again, these, these drugs are available without a prescription, so you are in charge. It says it, if you use these medications routinely and or at high doses, you could be at risk for not only stomach pain, but also a life-threatening stomach bleed. These medications have been proven time and time again to cause ulcers. I believe they contribute to ulcerative colitis, IBS, um, Crohn's disease, and many others. These, these NSAIDs are no joke, and they can almost single-handedly begin destroying the liver. I think you were using that as an example earlier with your own experience at the age of 19, Terry, in, in the previous episode where you shared that as a young athlete, you were in so much pain. You were taking pain medication, over-the-counter pain medications all the time, and you ended up having liver issues at the age of 19. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, I also did a video series on this, you know, where I did, I showed that statins cause heart problems, uh, cancer drugs cause cancer, pain drugs cause pain, osteo yeah. drugs cause osteo, and the yeah. list goes on. Why would we think that this is the exception? That's ridiculous. I mean, uh, once you can see it, of course, you know, once you've seen it and heard it and seen, seen all the research data on it in plain sight, you're like, oh my God, there are no exceptions to this rule. It's exactly the same thing that happens with all these diseases. So, um, drugs, yeah, drugs are big business. Don't you think also, Terry, um, uh, that these drugs contribute to weakening of the arterial walls and weakening of our arteries, hardening of our arteries, and on and on? Don't you think that all of these drugs literally just break down our body over time so that our bodies just don't have the strength to regenerate as they are designed and, and instead degenerate over time because these drugs directly cause degeneration. Well, completely accurate. Complete, everything you're saying is 100%. And, and I would add to that only that, like mentioned earlier, the, your body's also wasting nutrients to try and get rid of these poisons. And those are nutrients that your body can't use to repair what's already broken in the body. And so if you had, uh, you know, uh, like we just stick with the zinc or the vitamin D examples we took earlier, if you had those problems for your whole entire lifetime, but every, and every day you're taking something that just brings those levels lower, and lower, and lower, and lower, there only is one outcome to be expected. Of course, you're going to be in, in pain. And if you keep eating inflammatory foods, you're going to have this problem. Like, and and ne never mind what you're allergic to. Change the definition of allergies. The, the species, right. 
you're talking about, talking about species-appropriate foods. Right. And everybody, everybody is allergic to non-species-appropriate right. foods. Right, exactly. So the varying degree, exactly. how you measure it, whatever you want to call it. There's foods right. that belong in the body, and there's those that don't. Modern-day right. wheat, especially, you know, we could argue about and whether – yeah, and corn. We could argue about whether or not the heirloom varieties, yeah. if they were handled properly and yeah. used properly, we could debate about some of those things. But yeah. the modern day stuff that you're buying off the shelf, I mean, people say, "Well, my allergy test said I'm not allergic to corn." Uh, haven't we all had evidence, very direct, very personal evidence, when we go to the bathroom that we don't digest corn? I mean, people, I don't care what your allergy test said, you you've got evidence that it that it doesn't work. You know, like right, so, like think of how. Doctors even tell people to do a corn test to see how fast food is digesting. They use they tell people to go home and eat corn to test bowel their bowel issues uh, to see how fast uh, food is actually they they use corn as a timer to see how fast food passes through the intestinal tract, right? Right. So, I mean, but we've, we've got evidence of these things. So never mind what allergy tests say, never mind what you want to be true about diet. There's certain foods that belong in the human body and there's certain ones that don't yeah. and it never changes. And I don't care whether you're black, white, young, old, Mediterranean descent, African descent, or, or from the Arctic descent, those genes right. and those things don't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. There's just certain foods that don't belong in the, in a human species body, just like the same would go for an ape in the wild, or the same would go for, you know, any, any animal in the animal kingdom, you cannot give them food they were not designed to eat or they will get sick. And I always say to people, just look at your dog. If you have a dog or a cat, just feed them something that you, they shouldn't have and you'll see it only takes a few hours for them to show you how bad that food is for them. Well, you know, like they, like we have, we have a dog and a cat that live with us. Uh, love them both, and you know, our little mini lion. I mean, he's classified as an obligate carnivore. Now, a dog is a little more scavenger-like. They will eat a lot of different foods. Yeah, they're not that picky. They're not that picky. No, but but they don't respond well to the things they're not right. supposed to eat. But they'll eat. You can put almost anything in front of a cat, unless some scientist chemically fooled him with like the chemicals that they put in like kitty treats, which are very nasty artificial chemicals. Unless they're doing that, the cat would never eat it. You, the cat would never eat processed kibble ever, unless they had to, unless they hid chemicals in it to fool the cat's nose. Because you can't put anything else in front of the cat. Like our cat's raw fed, so he eats like a carnivore. And I tried to give him like so many different foods just out of curiosity. Like he's a carnivore. So I thought, okay, I wonder if he would eat cheese. They, he won't touch anything like that. Like there's so many things he oh, won't really? touch. His That's nose. So thing. Yeah. He knows. He knows. So he's an obligate carnivore. He has a species appropriate diet. Why do humans think that they're the only ones that don't have a species appropriate diet? There's this, you know, like it's, it's mind boggling to me, but anyway, yeah, I digress. You know, um, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I like to discuss, like if, if there's somebody listening or many people listening who, deal with chronic pain and they're, they're of the mindset and belief that they are going to suffer from pain for the rest of their lives to some degree. I just want to say to you, and I know Terry, I want you to say to, uh, I want you to put in your, um, personal points of view. 
I want to say to you that you absolutely can get out of pain. I've, I've never met a person who can't get out of pain. Uh, I just ha I, I'm working with somebody right now, uh, personally, I have a client right now who's been dealing with chronic pain for 12 years because of a head injury, uh, fell off the back of a truck, injured the, the spine, the neck and the head, um, also has debilitating arthritis and lots of things. Now, if you look back at this person's history and diet and abusive relationship with alcohol and many, many other things, you can see why the chronic pain has never subsided. Uh, he's never gone a day in 12 years without a headache. And the doctors told him that's because he <laughs> has permanent, permanent structural damage, you know, uh, physiological damage. And people somehow think physiological is different than, um, you know, our beliefs or our emotional people separated out, but physio, he, he, he said to me, listen, I, I, I'll be okay. If I still have headaches, I'm used to them, but I just want to, I want all these other symptoms to go away. And he's got IBS and a bunch of other symptoms. <laughs> all <No>. unrelated. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Well, he, and he, he, it's interesting too, cause he's always had one foot in and one foot out of traditional and natural medicine. He believes in natural healing. He just hasn't been able to really commit and utilize it. And now that we're doing extensive work together, it's been almost three weeks and he still, and I ha I, I'm unhappy to, to report this because this doesn't make me happy to say, but he's still in pain, even though he is noticing lots of other changes and improvements and other things like the IBS has gone away. Uh, lots of other things are, are starting to subside as far as symptoms. The pain is still there. Now, normally it might make me think maybe he'll be the one exception to the rule, but I also know mindset and beliefs are massive for him. He has just sort of accepted that this is his fate. And so m mindset and beliefs are just huge when it comes to believe understanding you can really resolve pain because i know without a shadow of a doubt that it might take the guy six months it might even take him a year i can't predict how long it's going to take him to really get out of pain but i do know if he keeps doing what he's doing which is a lot of great stuff right now and he's really working on healing his body i know he's going to get out of pain i have no doubt in my mind if he keeps doing what he needs to do he will get out of pain i just can't predict when and this is the same for anybody there was, there's a great book, Terry. Have you ever read it? Um, it's called, um, oh gosh, you know what? I'll think of the title and then you, you tell me what you think about people getting out of pain. Like I would love for you to put your perspective on that. And then yeah, I, I love the example that you brought up because so many people think that they are somehow an exception. Like yeah. in our, you know, we talked about some previous podcasts, uh, having diseases, having big problems is a badge of honor. It's a source of emotional significance in our society. It's used as a tool, as a weapon also. Um, so, so people get their identity metaphors hooked to it and, and therefore they don't want it to change. I mean, I helped someone who had already been seeing a, a rheumatoid arthritis specialist for, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 years, uh, almost became close personal friends. They're like on a buddy relationship. Uh, arthritis wasn't something she had. Arthritis was who she was. She's got the yeah. damn rheumatoid yeah. arthritis <laughs> tattoo on her body. It was who she was. She, 
She has the uh, literally the rheumatoid arthritis tattoo on her body. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, literally. So our arthritis was who she was. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they were looking at wheelchair accessibility ramps for their yeah. homes. Wow. Um, you know, in her early 40s, and they're having all these problems. Uh, she was feeling better within four days, not perfect, but feeling better within four days of, of working my pain program. And uh, she, you know, worked it for a, a bunch longer. Next thing you know, they were hiking. She won gym membership of the year. What? Um, yeah, gym member of the year, went hiking, you know, they're doing everything was normal. She went to the arthritis specialist. He ran all kinds of tests and said, like, I don't know what you did. And of course, he wasn't that interested in what she did. Right, he wasn't. Um, yeah, I didn't really care. But he said, like, I ran all kinds of tests. Like, there's not a single sign, not even a trace of anything in your test that suggests you have or ever had. There's no reason for you to ever come see me again. Whatever you're doing, keep doing. It's working. Um, you know, eventually she adopted some uh, not so good lifestyle things back in and she didn't slide all the way back. But, you know, again, some things start creeping up. We start to think like, okay, I'm cured. So now I can go back to doing things that aren't good for me. And, and that's not true either. So regardless of a mechanical thing. So let's suppose someone had this like, uh, I don't know, wartime injury, whatever that was. Okay, there, there, maybe, maybe I will give you the benefit of the doubt that maybe you can't get into 100% the old health you had, and maybe you can't be 100% pain-free. But I can guarantee you that you could probably get 80 or 90% better and really, really, really fast if you're working with the right guidance and you have the right distinctions on how to get out of pain fast because at the end of the day, th there's a series of reasons, multifactorial reasons for why you're in pain and why the inflammation and all that stuff exists. And when you handle them, and they're the same in everybody, period. End of story, no debates. Some person may have a little more of this or a little less of that, but the same pattern is there every single time. I don't care what label of pain the doctor has given you. I don't care where it showed up. I don't care what he calls it or what itis you want to call it. Itis only means inflammation basically anyways, not even a disease. Whatever you have, you could be out of pain and faster than you think. I can have you feeling better at the end of a weekend I can have you feeling excellent by next week. I can have you feeling really good even in 30 days, no matter how bad you are. And in 90 days, I can make you a new person with the right distinction. So I'm absolutely convinced without a shred of doubt that everybody can be helped to a, a massive degree at minimum. So a massive, yeah, I totally agree. I, like I said, I've never seen someone not be able to resolve pain no matter what the trauma no matter what they broke, no matter what they injured previously, no matter what scar tissue is present, no matter what physiological damage. Let me give you another example. I couldn't agree more, by the way, with everything you're saying. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one more example. I had, again, a personal client uh, who I, I, I was working with the mom at first, and then I was working with the daughter. And the daughter had, again, she was born, and again, now, a lot of people believe because they're born with some sort of uh, injury or they're born with some sort of, you know, physiological maybe deformity or something that they too will be in pain for the rest of life, or at least that's what they learn. But this, the, this woman and her adult daughter in her 20s had 
a diagnosis of, I can't even think of the name. I, I have to, I hate to say this, but names just don't mean much to me anymore. I really don't care. Like, Same. <laughs> I know this sounds terrible to say, you know, who also used to always say that is Dr. Schultz in California. He's got great, great products. Do you know Dr. Schultz? Yeah. Um, Richard Schultz. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. I really like him. And he always used to say that patients would come to me with these big binders of their medical history, everything that had ever gone wrong with them in their entire life, all the, the blood results. And what he would do is he'd take that binder before the person ever even opened their mouth and he'd throw it in their trash can and his trash can and light it on fire. <laughs> and I love that. I love that because that sums up the bizarre nature of how we're conditioned to believe in all these things we're told we're just we're literally brainwashed into believing such garbage about what goes right or wrong with our body but anyway this client i had an adult daughter uh, adult young adult had this physiological thing with her neck which caused these you know pains and 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 she she not surprisingly you know had all sorts of other health issues because it, it was all a belief system and as i got to know them and work with them over time i really really understood almost to the deepest level i ever have working with anybody is how powerful the mind is at keeping someone sick and stuck or better and healthy and free and i i it was like as you know terry 90% of what we do is psych psychological how I mean, uh, like me mental, just a, just understanding a retraining of thoughts for people. Uh, and we're just educators, you know, but this girl went from being in having literally shooting pain up and down her body where she felt like she would be electrocuted. Her pain was so excruciating down her arms, her neck, in her stomach, in right side of her body, and she'd have every she had every scan. They wanted to operate on her neck again, you know, like they'd already done twice before, and and they were just going to keep doing surgery after surgery. And I just had her do all sorts of things. Um, she was so fearful. She was living in fear. She really had no control over her body. She felt like a victim of circumstances outside of her control. Long story short, it took. I had her, and by the way, one of the things I had her start doing, not to, not to hold back secrets or anything, because that's not what we're trying to do. One of the things I had her start doing, in addition to many other things, is to do near-infrared light therapy on certain areas of her body. And I do believe in near-infrared light therapy, lamp therapy, where you, you it's just powerful. I mean, we, we could, could, should do an episode on that. But it started really alleviating the pain. And then I gave her all sorts of other techniques, mind over matter techniques to utilize whenever she'd feel pain coming on. But, but also not, not surprisingly, Terry, she had been on pain medications for years, namely one of them being Lyrica, uh, one of the Oof. most toxic, Awful. toxic, toxic, frightening drugs ever invented uh and she'd been on that for long periods of time even though she would say i'm not on a very high dosage is what she would always justify <laughs> yeah i've heard the um, story yeah. right people always say but it's i'm not on that much i'm on like the lowest dosage okay yeah well sure. i'm on the lowest doses i drink just i drink just a half a cup of windex every day i don't drink a full cup i'm drunk <laughs> so, I'm, dr I'm drunk i'm trying to get sober and i'm only having a half of a glass of tequila Oh, yeah, only half a day. Mm. So anyway, the point is, is long story short, I didn't mean to drag this on. This, mm. this 
girl is now uh, probably a year and a half after really first meeting her. She's not only pain-free, this is a girl that couldn't leave the house, couldn't walk, couldn't go an hour without shooting, excruciating pain, could, literally couldn't leave the house. She had been housebound for like two years uh, and she was going to be a nurse. After we worked together, she decided she didn't want to be a nurse anymore and that she wanted to go into holistic healing more. And anyway, she's completely pain-free now, literally for the first time in her life. She's 23 and she had been in chronic daily pain since the age of about three or four. And I'm telling you, she is one of the best examples I've ever seen with my own eyes of somebody that she was literally, she would talk to you and be crying because she was in so much pain, crying. She, and I believed her. I mean, the pain, pain is real for people. Pain is real. Sure can be. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, I be, listen, pain is pain. It can be so, very miserable. <laughs> it's miserable. I mean, it's just, it's depressing. I mean, you don't want to even live your life. You can't live your life. And so, but it can end, it can end in but a short number end. of days, which but is the Yes, it can. And that's the miraculous part, Terry, is no matter how long somebody's been suffering from pain, no matter what their beliefs are about it, it pain can literally go away in a matter of days so quickly that the, it's mind-boggling to the person. And this is the book I was referencing. It's called The Mind-Body Prescription. Have you ever heard of it or seen it? No, I don't know this book, no. Okay. So this is one of the... What, I mean, it is one of the best books ever written on pain and it, it tackles the topic completely from a psychosomatic or psychological point of view that uh, without getting into the premise too much, John Sarno, who was a medical doctor, realized that when people got a hold of their beliefs and their thought patterns and their emotions and understood the psychological connection to pain, that he he could he saw people resolve chronic pain just like what we're talking about in a matter of days when they would do certain things and they would do the work to uh, heal their mind their mind first which fascinating book and he's literally got probably five hundred thousand testimonials I'm not exaggerating the guy has ask anyone who's ever had back pain if they if who doesn't have back pain anymore if they've read this book. I guarantee you they've probably read it. Cool. Cool yeah. story. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this book. I'm familiar with the concepts, but not the book. Fantastic so. book all about natural healing and all about the psychosomatic connection to pain, how our beliefs and our thoughts and our attachment to being chronically ill or chronically in pain keeps us in pain. Oh, it's a huge part of it. I mean, I, I, another author that I pay a lot of attention to that talks a lot about this. <clears throat> so some of these concepts I know that you're referring to is like Joe Dispenza. Um, I love Joe. And he, you know, he talks about the mind body connection and he used to be a student of people who had spontaneous remissions of different problems and, uh, and also looking at the quantum nature of things, including uh, under the microscope, watching nerve cells that, 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 no longer fire together on wire, which we've talked about in the previous podcast. Yeah, nerve cells. Can you say that again? I'm sorry, Terry. Nerve cells that fire together wire together, but nerve cells that no longer fire together also on wire. Um, yeah, isn't that great? And I've seen it. Like I've seen time lapse videos of these like little 
organelle-type nerve endings all like bundling or unbundling as something was learned or unlearned. And it's, um, you know, it's really, it's really cool to watch. So you realize that, you know, your patterns and your habits keep you wired into a lot of your problems. And yeah. it, goes, it does go beyond diet. Um, but, you know, I like, I like the simplified definition of, of disease that you always use also, you know, that there's some combination of toxicity and, and deficiencies that are there. And once corrected, all will be well. Uh, the secret, of course, is correcting them. And not all of them can be easily corrected by diet. And some of it's a crapshoot. And, you know, expert guidance can compress those time frames really, really quick for someone. So, you know, how quick do you, how long do you want to stay in pain for knowing there's a solution out there is what it boils down to. So have you ever um, had people now something that my husband has done, right? He's, he's usually in some version of soreness. I don't like to say pain, but sometimes he's in pain. He's a, he really pushes himself. He's a triathlete and he, he very often doesn't know when to stop. And um, I'm always having to assist him with like heating pads and, and those, you know, have you seen those tapes you tape your whole body with? Like, um, uh, it's like a tape that you put around a certain area, like on your arm or your leg. It's, it's called, it, it's, pain, it's very interesting. It's a pain tape and it's kind of like compression ish. And, um, anyway, I'm always assisting him with something and he uses all natural stuff. You know, we do Arnica, he's done all sorts of things, heating pads. But one of the things that was really interesting that he used, he put, he, he was lifting something the wrong way, hurt his back. And he was, he was terrified that he was going to be in excruciating back pain. Like he had been one time before 10 years earlier and his mind immediately went to like post-traumatic stress. If you've ever had something horrible happen and then you think it might be happening again, you automatically freak out, you know, like he's, he automatically freaked out thinking um, he's going to be down for the count for like weeks on end. But he bought these electrical stimulators that you can get by over the counter. Now they're like little, those little pads, electrodes, you put yeah, like on. the tens units, like yes, yeah, yes. Okay. yeah, yeah, like the like physio offices use a lot. Yes, of. okay. and let me tell you something, like I, 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 I mean, they really worked for him. Have you ever used those or or, or wor worked with people who, to use those? Uh, well, years ago, with some shoulder injuries, I went to physiotherapy, uh, just trying to get better faster. And yeah, so they use those tens units and uh, you know lasers and some different stuff too. So yeah, I've had some experience with them. And, and they really worked for him. Um, they definitely because, helped, yeah. Yeah, the, he, he believes that's why he was able to nip it in the butt. It only, the pain only lasted a few days as opposed to weeks. You know, when people deal with their back pain or back injuries, you know, and they tweak and they do something to tweak it and it acts up again, um, what a lot of people don't understand is those are weaknesses in the muscles around that area of the back. Like, specifically with back pain. I mean, that's, people don't realize that. Well, also, also someone feels like something is, you know, misaligned in the back. Sometimes there's definitely a time and a place for a chiropractor. But the other thing I wish people would understand is if you've got a lot of inflammation in that area, yes. and you want your body to reset back into its normal state. Well, there's too much inflammation in the area for it to reset. So deal with the inflammation first, and then it can reset itself more naturally. That's right. And, and always it's from the inside out. So the less yeah. inflammation you have, the faster your body will recover, no matter what the injury is. And that, so when people have an injury, let's say a person is in optimal health 
and they have an injury, you know, out of their control, like let's say a car runs over their foot <laughs> and the foot breaks and okay, that's an injury out of your control. They reset your foot and they say, you know, you're going to be in a lot of pain for at least a few weeks and whatever. Uh, and then the person starts on pain medication. Um, <laughs> now, normally, just naturally, the, the, the body will resolve that pain relatively quickly. The pain will, from an injury like that, might only last really a few days, naturally, because the body will start resolving the pain as it starts healing that area. But when you're on the pain medications, the pain medications start that vicious cycle of it'll take away the pain for four hours, where the pain medication wears off, the pain comes back. Now, the pain's coming back now because the drug is wearing off, not because the body's still in so much agonizing pain past a few day point mark, generally speaking. I mean, would you agree with that? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, a lot of the drugs are designed to basically to mask the symptom of the pain so you don't, so you don't experience it, but it yeah. doesn't take away the inflammation or deal with the root causes of why it's there. Drugs never deal with the root causes, like never. Drugs never deal with the root Drugs never. Listen closely to you. Never. It never, never happens. Never. It never, never happens. Never, it, never. Never, <laughs> never. Never. It doesn't. Yeah, but what about this special drug? Ne never. What about never. this experimental drug? Never. What never. about the immune therapy drugs? Yeah, no. It's, what about it's the, an immune no, therapy. No, like no. There's immune always therapy, my ass. I mean, the immune therapy drugs are different. They're, they're all I'm different. not. Someone, someone tried to try to give me this big spiel about it. Well, yeah. little did they know, I had uh, an extensive video where I combed through all of the existing research data on immune therapy drugs and proved that it caused nothing but immune dysfunction across the board. <laughs> so I was like, "Can your argument, pal? I've already gone through. Here's here's exactly what the research data says, line for line. I'm like, no." It does not work. It, there's no such thing as a drug that boosts your immune system. That's insanity. It's an oxymoron. You are poisoning the system. There is only one outcome to that poison. Yeah, there's, only, there's always only one outcome. So <sighs> that's the thing. If people would just trust that their body will resolve the pain on its own, and naturally it will start to eliminate if they can handle it. You know, everybody's got, I think, maybe, I don't know, different pain thresholds, they say. Uh, which is probably a little true. I guess some people maybe can handle higher levels of pain, but I know, um, for any woman listening who ever had a C-section, uh, I've had two of them and they cut through all your stomach muscles Yikes. and, you know, sew you up, rip, you know, they move around all your organs, pull the baby out, you know, cut through all your muscle, sew you up and recovery from a C-section can be absolutely excruciating for some women because at the same time that you gave birth, your milk starts coming in and every single time the baby nurses, your uterus contracts and that pain is just exasperated a hundredfold because it feels like I can only liken it and I know what it feels like because I never took any pain medication ever. I refused even Tylenol. And they kept, they thought I was insane in the hospital. They called me insane, but I knew the pain would go away. So, I mean, I just dealt with it, but yeah, I will say it was pretty bad. <laughs> for, yeah, that, that sounds felt, horrible. It felt like every time your, you nurse or your uterus contracts, it felt like somebody was, I don't know, sticking maybe a hot coal inside me and the burning sensation was just like indescribable. But, but, but at the same time, did I deal with it? Yeah. Was it, what did it, you know, could I handle it? Yeah. Did it get better every day? Yes. 
I mean, that's the way pain goes. It will, it does go away. It does subside. Do I have a higher level of pain threshold than any other human? Absolutely not. Like I just dealt with it. And that's just, I'm not saying every, I'm not saying everyone should do that. I'm just saying it's possible. And if you allow your body to resolve pain on its own, you'll see that, wow, it does resolve it. It does start to go away and diminish. But most people who have injuries of some sort, they don't, they don't wait and see how quickly their body diminishes the pain on its own because they start on the drugs. Right. And, and the only thing I'll add to that is like never underestimate that nature can accelerate that healing process That's in right. a big way. Right. Nature's thought of this. Most drugs come from nature anyway. Like the idea that, no, 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 nature can't possibly handle the pain. There have been several substances that have been comparable to morphine in studies. There, uh, all the topical anesthetics and stuff come from clove oil. Eugenol clove oil is a fantastic topical anesthetic. Now, I'm not saying if you have some major problem that that's going to give you all the pain relief you need. I'm simply using it as an example that nature has plenty substances of things, A, that accelerate healing, but B, also that mimic a lot of these things that you were seeking drugs to do. Nature already knows how to do them. That's usually where the drug companies figured it out. That's right. So like I pulled up a list of some natural pain relievers. I mean, these are all things that are come in nature that are designed uh, to help keep us, you know, help relieve pain. Um, so not, you know, I don't know. I forgot where I have this list. There's a few things on here. I don't exactly know why they're on here but we can just talk about a few of them like for example one of my favorite natural pain relievers is epsom salt because it's magnesium sulfate which is a natural muscle relaxer a natural nervous system relaxer a natural a detox you know it opens helps open detoxification pathways and a magnesium salt bath is one of the greatest natural pain relievers ever i'm i'm a big fan absolutely i agree yeah, and then there's there's a lot of other things on here. You know, just uh, tea tree oil, uh, turmeric, um, hawthorn berry, aloe vera. Um, you know, I wrote down a few others. There's I like the you have ginger in there too. I mean, it's a ginger, simple thing people put in their morning juice. You know. Yeah. Uh, Ginger's gin there. Yep, ginger, uh, garlic actually, because anything that's anti-inflammatory will inevitably help reduce pain. So anything that's anti-inflammatory that can help your body reduce inflammation and which is adding nutrients in and getting toxins out of the cells, reducing inflammation will bring down pain and allow your body to resolve pain much faster. And water, I'd say water should be the number one thing because most people are totally dehydrated and inflammation just flourishes in it when we're dehydrated. Water's huge for pain. All fruits and vegetables are anti-inflammatory. Those are all great places for people yeah. to start. Yep. Um, and all nutrients. So, you know, I think we're, we're almost at our time limit again. And, okay. you know, I would love for you to, if you want, kind of maybe leave us with, maybe do kind of a summary of if somebody's experiencing uh, chronic pain of any kind, and maybe for many, many, many years, and maybe they were even born with some sort of quote unquote physiological issue that's causing the pain, or they had some catastrophic injury that causes the pain. What would you say? 
Well, hydration first. I mean, I love that you pointed that out. Hydration's huge. So solve your dehydration, and it's very real. And don't give me the, well, I can't drink all that water. Really? Because almost every person I've ever heard say that, that they, they can't drink 10 glasses of water in an entire day, but they can drink 10 Bud Lights in three hours. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't think anyone should ever drink Bud Light. Nasty stuff. <laughs> Get some craft beer if you really like beer, but solve your dehydration if you're in pain. Um, you know, solve the dehydration, get to back to a species-appropriate diet, loosely put, that is eating fruits and vegetables. They're all anti-inflammatory. They will all start in the inroads to correcting your nutritional deficiencies. Eliminate all the bad foods, processed foods, all that stuff. If you're not sure where to start, again, start with the list of common food allergens. That's a great place to start. Cut the garbage out. Get exercising. Your body needs movement. Um, don't be afraid to try a lot of these suggestions uh, that Noel just talked about, you know, like the ginger in your juice in the morning. Um, you know, th th these are all great, simple things. As always, my honest stance, uh, and it doesn't matter whether you work with me or not, but you could, um, is when you have a serious problem, you should go get expert guidance. When the engine light is on in your car, you don't try and handle that on your own. Um, and then people somehow try and handle the death sentence on their own. I think it's odd. But when you have a serious problem, expert guidance is going to serve you really well. In the meantime, for those who, who can't afford it or don't know where to find it, I mean, all of these great simple suggestions go back to super clean eating and hydration and adding in a few of these basic things that can be found in any pantry. I mean, how cheap is ginger? for you to add into your routine right now but cut out all the garbage and then give your time your body time to heal and stop poisoning it like like noel talked about many times like get rid of the drugs for starters and you say well i'm in so much pain i, I couldn't bear the thought of getting rid of the drugs then get some expert guidance because they'll show you how to get off them even quicker uh and it's like how long do you want to remain in pain for or how fast do you want to get out that, that's what it boils down to. Anyone can get themselves out of pain if you just go with a super perfectly clean diet for a long period of time. You don't probably don't need help to do that. But if you want to get out really quick, there are ways to get out really quick. So, so I'll leave Terry, it at that. Where can, so if somebody wants your help, where can they find you? How can they find you? Well, they can reach out on Facebook. They can go to terrytiller.com. Uh, I've already got a pre-made uh, extreme pain program on the website if that's something they want to do. If they feel like, I don't know, their problems are you know so complex or there's other things they want to handle, I suppose we could do but a consult. That's, most, that's usually the case, isn't it, though? People very often think their problems are way worse. I promise you they're, they're not. Way more complicated <laughs> than anyone else's. They're not. If you follow the Extreme Pain Program and just follow the guidance in there, and it's designed to be really simple because I know when you're in pain, you don't want a, a, you know, a big course to learn on. You just want to know what steps to take. Take this step, take this step, take this step. That's all in there, and your problem is not special. I promise you, if you follow the steps, your pain will be on, on the downward spiral real quick so I'll, it's an option that exists. um wherever somebody's listening to this podcast i'll put a link to your um i'll put a link to your pain program on it and um let me also ask you um how how what is the format how long is your pro program uh, I recorded it many years ago, uh, but I think it's only a couple hours long. So there's, there's, one, there's one audio in detail about uh, what not to eat and what to eat to make sure and getting clear on all the fundamentals. There's no point skipping any of those. And then a second audio step-by-step, step, a 
These are the supplements I would take if I were in your shoes and I had extreme pain and I wanted to solve it really quick. Here's how much, here's the brand, here's what I would buy, here's how I would take it. These ones with an empty stomach, these ones not, you know, blah, 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 all those details. And you'll rinse and repeat and your pain will plummet uh, extremely fast. So it's, it's just designed really simple and there's no problem too special that it won't, uh, that it won't resolve. So. Okay, well that's fine. I'm gonna pull up in this video because this episode, this uh, episode I, I did a video record. I'm gonna show your pain program here in the link on the video. So it's terrytiller.com backslash extreme pain res resolution. This is great. It tells you exactly what you need to do to resolve the pain. And, uh, you know, this is fantastic. I know that your, your programs are delivered in audio format. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So, um, and then I, I want to invite you also to join our you know, Elevated Life membership program. If you go to elevatedlifepodcast.com uh, and then membership, join, you can see what we offer. If you're interested in getting these podcasts emailed directly to you every single day for 365 days in a row, that's a tall order, by the way, Terry. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Good job. I'm impressed with you. Going for it. Uh, that's commitment. Um, Big time. Uh, these, these podcasts will be emailed directly to you if you want to join our membership program, and we would love the support. I mean, support's always great. We do what we do out of love and concern, and yet, you know, very often um, it's nice to get supported through um, financial, you know, compensation a little bit. It goes a long way sometimes. So, um, and so here's a link to Terry Tillert's Extreme Pain Resolution Program. And I don't know if that's showing up. Let's see. Um, I'll show this one now. And then this is the elevatedlifepodcast.com membership. And you can see about our membership uh, there. So Terry, as usual, this was just a joy having you. I'm so excited. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and knowledge once again. I can't wait to do the next podcast with you already. Perfect. And well, you let me know and I'll be game to go. Uh, thank you so, so much. It's just a pleasure and uh, you're so smart and I just really appreciate everything you shared today. Well, I really appreciate you and your kind words and give me the platform to hopefully drop, you know, drop some wisdom on people of ears to hear and hopefully we help some people get out of pain that they don't need to live with. So I really appreciate you having me once again. I look forward to doing some future podcasts. So reach out and have yourself a fantastic day and everyone and we'll talk soon. Thank you. And thank you for joining us in the Elevated Life. Bye Take bye. care. Have